it's your boy, the one and only A Switch, aka the 80 time social distancing champion, aka let me do something strange for that PS5 and some change, aka who put this damn muffin in my damn pocket <laughs> bringing you yet another episode of switch sites my personal gaming podcast where i talk about just that um boy today including pretty much since last episode has been very very eventful to say the least uh boy boy Boy, boy, just I just got a got a word in the head right now for some reason, but boy, my goodness, ah, it's like where do I even start? But goodness, Sony PlayStation, uh, they showed out. They uh, they brought their big guns. They brought their big guns to this event. They really did. So, uh, yeah, just today, Sony revealed their, uh, where they did their PlayStation 5 reveal event. And, uh, yeah, Sony did a wonderful job, man. Sony did a fantastic job. Um, I guess we'll, I'm just going to just go over pretty much what went down for the most part probably skip what I either don't remember or didn't stand out to me and what definitely what did. So started out very weird, weird start, uh, giving us a very, uh, false impression of, I don't know, like a false impression of like fake out of the console. It felt like, cause you could tell just the camera angle and the, just the camera work, it seemed like, oh, oh shit, they're, they're probably gonna, they're about to reveal the console, but they did it. Just okay, I guess, squared all the face buttons, uh, I guess. Sure, PlayStation. All right. So, showed that. Then they went into this weird, I guess, cadence of just showing. And then, even then, it was kind of like a fake out where, like, they, it felt like they were playing on the rumors that uh, the PS5 was going to be fully backwards compatible with like all the consoles. Uh, but in retrospect, it was basically there. They were just giving you a recap of the history of the console releases they had before. But yeah, it was a little disappointing. Would have liked to have gotten some confirmation about backwards compatibility, at least in terms of the extent uh, as to how far it will go back in terms of games that will be compatible. I mean, after today, I don't know. I'm guessing that they're really going to be utilizing PS now. Unfortunately, personally, I really would have liked, would have liked things to still be on a hardware level, but, um, I don't know, man, I'm starting to lean more towards the PlayStation being a, or at least as far as the backwards compatibility is concerned, being a, uh, 
directly directly a streaming based solution especially well i guess even though with the uh, xbox one x there is a discless version now the aka the sad version um so maybe that there's it's still possibility personally as somebody who likes to still physically collect games i do hope maybe there at least is maybe um uh solution of both or meeting of both where both options are available where if you are the type that don't want to don't want to deal with physical media you can utilize the streaming services of ps now and stuff like that um but if you like the physical you could uh you know just pop the disc in and just play whatever game or as long as it maybe works as close as possible to like Xboxes, where maybe it just needs the disc for a key and downloads the game or whatever, but still technically use utilizes the, the hardware to play the game in a backwards compatible sense would be fine too. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But, uh, yeah. Pretty much after that, um, yeah, so they were showing some of the PS4 games, like some of the games that are not even out yet, like uh, uh, The Last of Us Part Two and like uh, Ghost of Tsushima. And then out of nowhere, they showed Grand Theft Auto, at least what we thought was maybe a different Grand Theft Auto, or at least initially, they basically just showed us Grand Theft Auto Five, but it you kind of got the impression that okay, maybe they're going to show us some actual DLC, or maybe the, the game's gonna get like a substantial uh DLC component like everybody's been wanting and has it still has yet to come out. Uh but boy, that was was not the case. It was just PS5. Just PS5, but I mean, it's just the same game. They just literally just showed us the same game uh, in terms of just fidelity. Nothing necessarily st that stood out from a, um, you know, technology standpoint. Uh, but then at the end, they said, oh, yeah, um, yeah, it's coming PS5 and they're going to be adding new features or whatever. Which even then I'm still kind of skeptical about because my assumption is that it's probably just going to be kind of a weird way a port of the pc version to ps5 and more than likely xbox series x um so didn't really get sold there's like okay it's a game from 2013 that we're yet porting again to the playstation 5 would have definitely liked to see something new there and then on top of that, this it's not even going to be coming out until 2021. I don't know. Maybe there's something up their sleeve with Rockstar that they're maybe waiting to reveal out on their own event or possibly with Series X uh, at their next event. They might show something for that. But that was that was a bit disappointing, especially off at the start, pretty much to show just PS4 stuff, but I guess they wanted to get the rough stuff out of the way, uh, which they kind of did after that. They said, Hey, after on this point forward, all PS5 games being shown, uh, and boy, 
boy, did they show. Boy. <laughs> boy. <laughs> God of War wasn't even at the event, but <laughs> I can't stop saying boy. Um, so, man, out of nowhere, um, Spider-Man, Miles Morales. I think the game a lot of us has been, have been dying for. Uh, especially at least the black community. Uh, we, we did get that today. Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Of course, you know, just uh, somebody that isn't a white superhero uh, is, was definitely nice to see and that you could legitimately play as them. It's crazy, man. I, I don't think we know the full details yet. I'm assuming you probably play as uh, Peter Parker to some extent, or maybe even like, you know, what the last game kind of potentially maybe hinted at is being able to play as, um, as, uh, I guess in a, to a co-op expect, uh, aspect of playing both Peter Parker and Miles Morales together. Um, which would be cool. Maybe that's something they, they're holding their pocket, uh, to reveal later. Uh, maybe, but that would be cool either way, but either way, at least the, what we know now is that definitely miles Morales is, has his own game where he's the main character and, uh, maybe some jumping back like, uh, they did in, uh, the original, the first game, which is cool. Totally fine. But just having miles Morales person of color as a, uh, main character, finally getting the spotlight outside of a into the spider verse uh man that is a it was a great thing to see especially boy with all with the everything the world is going through right now that's that's just so uh, so great to see and and boy got 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 the fresh cut lineup looking spiffy as all get out it's over it's over <laughs> it's over for I guess New York. It's over for fictional New York, wherever Miles Morales is located at. Cause uh, hide your hide your daughters. Miles Morales is on the prowl. Okay, he he looking. Well, I mean, he he probably gonna be the type where he not looking, but the girls gonna be looking at him. So I mean, you know, hey, it is what it is. <laughs> Miles Morales is glowed up. Oh man. <laughs> Ah, that's, 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 that's so cool to see. I, I cannot get over the fact that we are getting a freaking Miles Morales game. Literally being able to play as Miles Morales is crazy. I would assume Into the uh, Spider-Verse may have helped with that, but I don't know. It seemed like the plot from the original game, it seemed like one way or another was veering towards that way. I totally didn't didn't think that. Miles Morales would be the main character though. That is fantastic, man. Uh, definitely, totally a highlight of uh of the show, hands down. Arguably maybe the best uh announcement to some extent. Um, but boy, man. Freaking play as Miles Morales, man. I am still in complete utter disbelief that. Uh, I just, you would just assume that, oh yeah, they probably, not, they're not gonna let him be the main character or maybe some type of, um, 
story story explanation will maybe give him a, some time to shine, but not as much as Peter Parker or something like that, or maybe some transitioning, which I guess could technically be valid in, uh with the transitioning part. But who knows? I mean, literally from the get-go, they said, hey, Spider-Man, Miles Morales. This is Miles Morales' story of Spider-Man. That is so fucking cool, man. Ah, so great. So great to see. Um, then what happened after that? Uh, it was a couple of just games that didn't really speak to me. Uh, of course, Ratchet and Clank was pretty cool. Um, I've been out of touch with that series for a while, so um, maybe I'll probably jump back with this one, but it's good to see Ratchet and Clank come back. Um, Little Big Planet, uh, I guess Sackboy is getting his own game, which is kind of weird that it, it seemed very uh, confusing as to what the game is going to be because... They're using the, it's obviously it's from the little big planet IP, but they make it seem like it's his own, I guess, um, standalone linear game. You would assume maybe some aspect of creation or building, uh, doing level creation and stuff like that. But I'm not sure if that's the case is very ambiguous. I don't know. Uh, we definitely would need more information, but at least from going specifically off the trailer, I would assume there's some more details revealed for that specifically, but um, maybe some something like Mario Maker where there is a definitive single player campaign, but then you can, you know, create levels and stuff like a little big planet or something like that. I don't know, but yeah, just the fact that they're not naming it, it's not another big planet game or a continuation of the of the big planet series as a whole it definitely insinuates that it's going to be a way different experience whether it's lack of creation or something else but it was pretty cool pretty cool um probably not something i'd initially get uh but uh definitely seems cool either way uh what else did they Come out with it was some other game some with a with a cat <laughs> that's electric uh or a electronic cat or something man that shows how much i really that game spoke to me but it didn't <laughs> i think it was some indie game that uh is coming out at least that that was the those are the vibes it felt like cyberpunk but cyberpunkier <laughs> at least uh I was in a in a chat uh, live watching it with uh, some friends and um, yeah, just um, um, I think all we got was a trailer though. We didn't really get any gameplay for that specifically. So, but man, uh, this one game I forgot what it was called specifically. Let me double check. Um, it was one game that was freaking dope. Where it's basically like a twisted metal, but like it's it you got the vibes of twisted metal meets um Rocket League. Like Twisted Metal meets Rocket League. Yeah, that's probably the best 
kind of comparison, at least from the footage we got. I really want to know what that game was. Trying to refer back. What was it called? Ah. Let me get it. Yeah, man, looking back, it is a lot of stuff that, that got revealed. Not even taking into account just the whole scale of everything. Destruction All-Stars. Yeah, man, this game fucking looked great, man. Uh, so basically, yeah, I guess the, yeah, the general concept is that, yeah, it seemed like Twisted Metal meets Rocket League. Uh, I guess more so Twisted Metal than Rocket League, but you definitely got some vibes. I guess maybe the stadium kind of setting uh, kind of gave at least gave me the impression. But uh, yeah, it seemed like vehicular car combat, but like some of the cool aspects was that like, it seemed like you could get like stranded. So it didn't seem like whenever your car would get wrecked um, or I guess depending on how your car got wrecked, it didn't seem like you would instantly die in the car, but you can actually either manually get out the car or through out of your control, get forced to abandon your car and do some antics with other cars. I saw one dude like just fucking just straight up ram a car out of nowhere. It's uh crazy, but in a good, in the best way possible. So that definitely, that definitely, uh, definitely is on my radar. Destruction all stars. Um, yeah, it looked really cool. It looked really cool. Characters have, have a lot of personality. Um, the stadium setting. It looked a lot like this one game. I think Ubisoft was playtesting. Or uh, had a had a alpha out, I think, around last year. E, last year's E3. I forgot what it's called, but it was like a roller derby-like game uh, with, with kind of uh, Rocket League undertones uh, a little bit. But um, yeah, man, definitely. I uh, it's been a while since I had some vehicular combat, and uh, that might be it. It might be it. Forgot about this one game called Horse Mark. It's like, um, what's the best way to describe it? Uh, it was like Control and um. Quantum Break meets Alien. That's probably the best way to describe it. Um, it seemed cool. I, I'd want to see more, get a better idea of what the game is, but it seemed like a third-person shooter set in space with alien enemy vibes. Um, but it looked cool. I uh, definitely would be, be interested to see more about that. But that, that was pretty cool. That kind of stood out. Um, yeah, we talked about Sackboy. Yeah, some of the, some of these other ones in between, they felt more indie-ish. Um, none of them really necessarily spoke to me personally, but I could definitely see the audience. Uh, but yeah, Oddworld, that was crazy. I've not really played Oddworld, but I am familiar with the series in terms of like the character and kind of at least the general concept of what the game is. Um, 
it looked initially like it was a remake, but I think it actually is a sequel, legitimate sequel. Um, which is interesting because I thought like Odd World Strangers Wrath, they I think they had some Xbox exclusivity at some point. But I think they eventually um got out of those rights. And I do recall like those odd world games getting ported to the Vita. So I guess that kind of does line up now. So maybe there's some um exclusivity uh in that aspect. And man, freaking Ghostwire Tokyo um was interesting. Um definitely definitely a little disappointed in terms of the the gameplay. Of course Shinji Mikami graced us with his presence and um I was like, okay, I'm 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 on board now, but it seemed like after that, um they showed the gameplay. Uh, that just the first person perspective. Um I I always seem to have an issue with um at least looking outside, looking in at you know, not playing the game. So I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, at least the concepts and the mechanics and the gameplay looks cool from that at that perspective. But uh, I'm just not a fan of first person outside of, you know, the traditional games. Well, let me let me rephrase that. I'm not a fan of first person that. First person games that aren't. That aren't traditional, as in. Man, how do I really phrase this? I'm not a fan of first person games that are horror. I think that's really that's really what it comes down to. Thinking my subconsciously I'm trying to avoid that, but that's essentially what it is. Uh horror first person games. I don't know. I feel like I like absorbing the environments more, which I feel you get better. Um having having and being able to visualize the character in that environment, if that makes sense, you know, um, I don't know some, some issue I do have with that. Um, but at least from, from what it looks like, if it looks like it, 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 it's going to be cool either way. So I'm, it's definitely still on my radar, just knocked down a little bit in terms of hype after seeing that it is actually first person, um, which does make me curious as to the one girl that initially showed this game, I think a Kumi Nakamura, who I think she's with Ubisoft now, I want to say, or yeah, I think Ubisoft, I could be totally wrong, but, um, yeah. She, uh, I'm curious if this is why people were, why they were butting heads that, um, maybe there were some, uh, differences in terms of artistic, artistic differences in that way. But I'm definitely, I'll definitely check it out. I mean, Shinji Mikami, he's, uh, he's made some good stuff. So, I mean, I don't think he can, I mean, he can kind of do wrong, but he, 
at the same time can't do wrong. <laughs> as complicated as that is, but I digress. Uh, what else? Um, oh yeah, Godfall. I think this is the one game that was showed at um game uh the game awards. Okay. Uh at least for what I saw, I guess the 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 rap hip hop just didn't kind of took me out. Don't get me wrong, love me some rapid hip hop, but it's 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 weird. It 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 can be very distracting and take away from the trailer if it's like a game that doesn't really make sense with it, which in this one it seems like it's like a futuristic medieval type aesthetic. So it, it is just weird to like combine those. Uh yeah, that that like that definitely distracted me a lot to see that, but uh I don't know. From what I saw gameplay wise, it looks promising. Doesn't like have me completely sold. Um but it was fine. Just <laughs> they just replaced the soundtrack. It just did not fit. Did not fit at all, not even remotely. So, yeah, yeah, that that was Godfall. Uh, one little tidbit: a uh, Solar Ash, which looks like a sequel to Hyperlight Drifter, and it's made by the same dev, so I would assume that it's at least somewhat, it maybe at least in the same universe. But I don't know. Hitman Three, though, that came out of nowhere. I don't think anybody was really seeing that coming. Um, looks cool. Uh, all we got was really a, a trailer, not necessarily any gameplay. I don't recall at least, but, uh, cool. I still, still have to play the first two actually, but, or I think you can technically play the first one within two. So may at some point find some time to do that. Um, Astrobot, uh, I guess it's called Astrobot's Playroom. So safe to say this is VR considering the immense success that Astrobot rescue, I think did. So yeah, but again, they didn't show us any VR, I guess, confirmations like playable in PS5 VR or whatever. We do know that the PS VR, the original one is going to be compatible with the PS5. So, um, that's good. And, and you know what? When you think about it, I didn't even put this together, but like the PSVR looks like looks like it goes so well with the the PS5 in terms of the, the at least the base uh, initial design, which is crazy. And now that I think about it, it's like <laughs> the the design for PS5 or at least the theme is within was in was within PSVR all along when you think about it but we'll touch on that later uh yeah, freaking 2K NBA 2K man ah just sticking with the just the weird tradition which i guess is just sports and that speaks probably speaks to the sports fans to some extent but <laughs> NBA 2K1 you got Zion Willis Williamson. Hey guys, this is Zion Williamson. 
uh, get ready for the basketball experience of your life. Are you ready to get crossed over? I hope so, because here's NBA 2K21. As weird as like you think you think you could get away from just a weird, weird, um, I guess, corniness, but kind of forced corniness, because that's not necessarily the dialogue that he would say himself, which makes it seem kind of off. So that's exactly what kind of basically happened in this. And then, on, then just to make it just all the more weird. <laughs> oh, man. Now thinking about it, it's really, <laughs> it's really weird. But um, having him show in the game, his in-game model, I guess he's practicing in-game or like you can, I guess, practice in the game if that i guess that's in my head it's sounding very more meta than it is but basically practicing in the game yeah i guess i don't know for me it sounds weird when i say it out loud but i believe you know what i mean so <laughs> they show his character model dribbling practicing and dude just look as straight sweaty as hell. I'm like, I mean, I, I get it. They trying to just show the game and all, but I mean, he don't, he don't got to sweat that much. I mean, I, I get you trying to show additional features of the game, but like, I mean, I mean, it's only so much that a dude can sweat. It's just showing the sweat all on his face and just dripping. And uh, I guess, I guess they just really want to show how realistic it is compared to the previous version. But I'm like, <laughs> it's okay. You, I mean, I mean, it's basketball. People gonna buy it. But I mean, <laughs> it was the weirdest thing ever, man. Ah, boy. Ah, thinking about it now it just makes it even more funnier. But. Oh man, it was super weird, super weird. Uh, just, just sweating. Just got Zion sweating. I mean, hey, <laughs> I just feel like I don't know. I just feel like they specifically talking to somebody in a two K, I guess, community. Uh, just some dude that just straight like, just adding straight vitriol in the, in the, in the forms for 2k, like, Hey man, I mean, 2k is a great game and all, but these sweat physics is atrocious. I don't want it to look like a damn freaking just a, just a damn, uh, extra coat of paint over somebody. I want, I want that sweat to look realistic. Otherwise I'm not with this game. Fix, <laughs> fix. All right. Tired of it. I forgot. That's the wrong one. Fix your. Tired of it. It's the wrong one. Should have been using this a long time ago, but you know, you get engaged in the conversation and all that, but I digress. <laughs> that, that same dude is like, ah, oh, ah, oh, finally, ah, oh, they fixed the sweat physics. Ah, oh, I wasn't about to buy it this year, but thankfully they fixed it. They listened. <laughs> Guys, we've heard you. All right. <laughs> we've heard you. We're going to give you the best experience in sweat known to man. 
2K21. Ah, that was <laughs> that made me lose it, man. Uh, then we got Bugsmax, uh, which was just I don't think you will be ever you won't be able to understand that or comprehend that game if unless you're just high as hell. They had animals like turning their arms into fruit and food, but then it it could change into something else. And then I think they were eating it. So I don't know what goes into theirs. Like, is that, does that suggest cannibalism or I don't know. I'm not sure. I feel like you can only comprehend what that game is trying to say. If you're very under the influence in uh, various, various ways. Uh, so yeah, then our prayers have been answered. The daddy, daddy of PlayStation, Shuhei Yoshida. Hello, everyone. That's that's my best impression. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> what did he say? He said, "I once I I have something for you that you guys have been waiting so much, so long for something like that." And then, bam! Out of nowhere, Demon Souls. The rumors were true. Demon Souls remake. Uh, that is actually the game that Blue Point was working on. So, uh, and man, looking at them screenshots, them 4K screenshots, ah, game looking delicious. Just want to lick, lick every damn picture I see of that, which is very dangerous in this, these times. But I mean, hey, it, it was to the point where like, ah, I might want to risk it. <laughs> You know a game looks good when you like, uh, I might want to risk licking my unsanitary screen because it looks so good. Some some things make you do that. I'm just I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So yeah. Game looking great. Ugh. It hurts too, cause uh I just I just beat it like let's say one, two years ago, the original. Um, so now, uh, the pain again, um, I, I'm probably going to do it, but, uh, I, I would assume they made a lot of quality of life improvements since there was a lot of that roughness in the original game. Um, I, I would assume within reason, but, uh, we'll see. But man, game looks glorious. Hope it's a launch title because that's definitely, definitely playing it if it's a launch title. But man, it's crazy. Not that it's true. It was true. It just felt so. Uh, what's the word? So uh, impossible, I guess. Just considering how established from software is now. And, you know, even though I guess they technically weren't involved in the game, but I assume there's some point, there's some extent of like consultation or something, but, uh, that's crazy, man. Demon souls remade PS five is real. Can't believe I'm able to say that now. I, I know a lot of people were saying bloodborne too, but who knows that could still be in the works. 
maybe just not this year or um they could probably they probably have that in a pocket for next year or something like that i would assume so uh there was Deathloop, which is cool i know we saw that before it felt like um a spy action thriller like uh what's the one it felt like a deviation off mr and mrs smith I forgot the official term where a husband and wife are trying to kill each other. I think it's kind of a similar dynamic, it seemed like, but with a Groundhog Day spin on it, which seems cool. I'd probably wait until reviews and how the game is overall perceived, but. And boy. Boy, oh boy. They finally did it. Resident Evil 8, or my bad, Resident Evil Village, the official title. Um, looking good, looking good. Um, so yeah, boy, let me go in right now. Ah, oh, shoot, I forgot to record. I forgot to record. I'll just keep this going either way. Ah, let me freaking tell you this has been a secret I've been holding for months now been killing me inside (laughs) it's been a lot of opportunities I really wanted to say something but you know NDA can't really say much but I'm pretty sure now that it's officially been announced released they've uh, had some additional trailers showing gameplay and stuff so I think it is totally fine now to talk about it. Um, I actually was very fortunate uh, to be one of the people selected um, to play test REA before it came out um, via the RE ambassador program. So basically every, I think every once, once in a blue moon, um, they, you know, give you an email saying, Hey, we're opening play tests to, uh, our ambassadors. And, you know, you just put in your information and submit it. And then maybe if you meet certain criteria, you'll get chosen essentially. So that's pretty much what I did. I did get selected. I had like an interview with a play test company and sure enough. Yeah. The day came, I went and, uh, play tested. And man, it's pretty good. Pretty good. I have to say, um, so pretty much all of what you really see in the trailer, um, is pretty much what I played in the demo with a lot of, uh, minor, minor exclusions, like some of the women, uh, that mansion in particular, I, I didn't play that part. Mainly, I played the section where it shows Chris <laughs> freaking shooting, <laughs> lighting up uh, Mia, and uh, then the snowy village area, uh, which you will see in some of the aspects in that trailer. So pretty much that demo is what I played. Now, whoever, whoever, some bad souls, shame on you for the people that leaked the game, people who are part of the same program I was in. Uh, just straight leaked the information to uh, some of the people. I think they leaked it to some folks that rely on horror and 
Um, I forgot the other people. I think maybe just rely on horror, but I want to say Reddit maybe, but um, yeah, unfortunate, man. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things, but um, yeah, I definitely kept my ass uh, quiet about that. Um, so at least it feels good now that now the game's finally announced and all the information is out. Can finally talk about it. Um, but yeah, man. So I guess I'll just give you a quick rundown of the demo of what I played. Since it's basically lines up with the trailer a lot, really nothing like relevatory or like spoilery that wasn't in the trailer. Um, so at least the demo I was playing, uh, you start off in this, this house with, uh, um, Ethan as the character, uh, and then you were holding a baby. So it seems like Mia, Ethan and Mia had a baby. That's at least the person you got from the, what I was playing. And basically, you know, you walk around the house and get a little bit of the backstory of how this came to be. I'm not sure of the time frame. Uh, this takes place after seven. I know that at least for sure. It definitely takes place after seven. But uh, it doesn't seem too concrete in terms of the timeline into how far this is from sevens, uh, the events of seven. Um, but definitely takes place after that. And. Yeah, so you're basically walking around the house with the baby and, you know, just um, what's the term for it? I guess world building, lore building, story building, all that combined. So you do that. Uh, then you uh, all sit down and eat together. And then um, out of nowhere, uh, Chris blasts down the damn... Um, Last down the damn door or no, they bust in the, they bust the wall in the house. He comes in, pops up (laughs) Mia and she's on the ground bleeding. And, and then, then they like the the clip they show in the trailer (laughs) and just, just (laughs) lit her ass up. And this is me. This is me just playing this for the first time. Um, not knowing any of this, I'm like, uh, 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 okay. All right. Whoa. All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, whew, boy. So I had to keep a lot of that in <laughs> for all these months knowing that, um, and you know, the people, well, unfortunately the, the other people leaking it apparently from what the people leaked, there were, uh, different versions of, of, of the demo. So at least what I played was the demo where Chris came in and <laughs> lit up Mia, uh, and then just finished her off. I'm not sure about the other version of the demo where I guess there were some slight changes to particular aspects. So, but at least the demo I played, that's what I played. And I guess, uh, at least when I was speaking with the play test, I guess, coordinator, what have you, um, it's interesting because at least in my, my, um, application, I said, I hated, 
RE7, which is true to a pretty good extent. I guess um, it was a fine experience plan initially, but after that, it was very um, annoying. I just, I didn't get the urge to want to play it again. Like I played the DLC and stuff, but just the first person perspective really threw me off or turned me off. Just knowing the previous games were all third person, including obviously, you know, RE2 remake and RE3 remake, which I guess kind of is relevant since that RE7 came out before, but you know what I mean? So yeah, I had a lot of gripes with RE7, the the character diversity, uh, just a very huge lack of that, which I guess you can argue that uh, Joe Baker was kind of the, the um, was it Joe or Jack? I think Jack. Jack Baker? I think Jack. Now I got a fact check. Let's do a on-the-spot correction. On the spot correction. Okay, Joe is the brother that you play in the uh that you play in a DLC to save uh his niece. Jack Jack is the uh Jack is the 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 guy I was talking about, the enemy that um you know, who's like the reoccurring nemesis like person in RE seven. So um, yeah, but uh, overall as a whole, I just couldn't get over the fact that it was first person. Um, also, yeah, with the enemy variety, just didn't, I just didn't like that. That really turned me off from the game. Um, I haven't played it on PSVR, plan to do that at some point whenever I get around to getting a PSVR, but yeah, so Unfortunately, yeah, playing this, this is pretty much the same first person. Um, yeah, first person, which is it's disappointing, but at least playing the section I played, uh, pretty much after that moment where Chris lights me up, you go into this, you know, uh, very dark wood area that's in the trailer. And then after that, there was this segment kind of similar to, uh, RE4, where it's kind of like you're um, closed up inside a house and you have to defend yourself. But there was kind of a catch where you had to kind of get yourself out of the out of the house. So um, that was kind of, I guess, the gotcha where you had to figure that out. But um, yeah, I died once and then figured that out, got out. And uh, at least the enemies uh, are basically were basically the enemies shown in a trailer where they're it's weird. They're like a mix between werewolf and humans. It felt like, so it kind of felt like the villagers, but werewolves. So they kind of acted in that manner where they kind of had some human elements, but mainly they were very, you know, feral and, you know, werewolf like, uh, they mainly crouched. They had kind of a predictable movement similar to like, well, not really. They, I found them to be harder to shoot against because of their crouching nature. And I guess maybe after some time you'll get used to how they move, but at least initially 
playing it, they moved very sporadically, not like in a very predictable sense, like, you know, the characters, enemies from RE4 and 5 or whatever. So um, there was that element that I found a little bit of difficulty in, but in general, the game felt really polished when I played uh, outside of the environments, which, you know, obviously you have to totally understand that they're still working on some aspects like that. But in terms of general game, it felt pretty good. Um, it felt very just similar to RE7. It just felt maybe slightly faster paced, more action-y. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, we played it on PS4, so we didn't know. Uh, at least I had a PS4 controller, played it on a PS4 Pro, and um, didn't have any you know notable differences or whatever. Um, but I guess they maybe initially were thinking of making it cross platform, but I guess maybe they, uh, changed on that opinion. So I guess maybe now they're, at least from what they said, they're doing only PS five and Xbox series X. So looks like it won't be cross platform now, but I definitely did play it on the PS four pro, at least that demo. So there was that, there was the weird like uh fairy tale introduction at the beginning. Uh it was like storyboarded, so it didn't it seemed like it was like a Disney movie. And I'm like, we mind you, we didn't know what, what we were expecting. We knew it was something Resident Evil related, but we didn't know what it was. Uh I mean, I definitely thought, suspected it was RE eight, but uh you didn't know for sure which one it was. But yeah, at least the initial trailer it seemed like some story, uh, some Disney princess fairy tale, at least how it was designed, but I'm pretty sure they are changing that. Or maybe that they're going to stick with, I don't know, but that's at least what I played. So yeah, so pretty much after that segment, just basically exploring the, exploring the, uh, the snowy village area. So it looked a lot like RE4 in, in a few aspects but basically just with snow. Um, that's probably the best way to describe it. Uh, you can definitely tell there's a, there was a lot of inspiration from Resident Evil 4. Um, you could actually get a spinal item, which is, you know, very synonymous with RE4. Um, I guess in the in the build, in the gameplay uh, information they, they uh, showed, uh, I think after the PS5 trailer released, they showed the menu being more expanded, uh, at least in the demo I played, the menu was very similar uh, to RE7. So I, I believe people said that they were playing on the other build or at least the supposed other build of, of this uh, demo for playtesters. There was a um, there was that menu file menu system. Uh, compared to the one I experienced, which was more akin to RE7. So there was that aspect, but um, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm actually very fascinated to see what the differences, um, which I'm not sure if I fully, uh, I'm, I'm very excited just to finally <laughs> release this, but um, yeah, I lost my train of thought. It was something about RE8 in terms of um, 
Oh yeah. The differences between versions, I guess. So, yeah. So I think they, uh, the common thing that we noticed amongst us is that all of us hated RE seven or very much disliked it one way or another. And then I think, uh, at least talking with the play tester, the other version, or at least the other play test, which I think was the day before or after was, um, for people that loved RE seven. So I think they catered the demos to each type of audience to get a gauge for, um, yeah, what people won't or will like based on the different versions or you know, people that are more critical about RE7 versus people that loved RE7. So I don't know, but yeah. So for what that's worth, so I'm not sure in terms of the differences in demos, at least that's what's been, you know, heavily rumored is that there were two types of demos, which yeah, now thinking about it, I know we talked about it before. That is still, that is so damn creative that like it totally weeds out people that uh, leaked <laughs> shame again on people that did leak it, but leaked information about um, the demo. So it <laughs> instantly cuts, cuts people off in terms of like, okay, it's gotta be some people from this particular group versus the other or whatever. So uh, it's unfortunate. Definitely would love to play test more of the games if in the future, if ever possible. But I don't know. I think I'm not sure how their protocol works with RE ambassador programs. It seems like it's just a new round of anybody. Uh, and I don't think people can reoccur and come back or whatever. I would assume at least. I don't know. But it was a uh, overall, I have to say it was a pr- pretty awesome experience. Just just not the cool luster of not knowing, uh, knowing something super big that you're a huge fan of, uh, which is Resident Evil is definitely one of my favorite series of all time. So it was definitely an honor to uh, be able to play test and, and provide some legitimate feedback for somebody that passionately loves this series, um, which I definitely I definitely gave them my feedback for sure. Um, <laughs> and you know, <laughs> hopefully, uh, try to get that ball rolling, but, uh, they, you know, ask some questions in terms of you know, like, you know, games you're playing now and stuff like that had, had to put in the RE outbreak cause, uh, had to, had to, had to give the love, um, for that. So at least put that in the universe within Capcom, pretty sure they're aware, but you know, so, uh, so yeah, so at least going back to the demo, um, yeah, so pretty much just exploring a snowy area. Uh, it was just a very minute closed off section. So, uh, it was some particular puzzle element that you had to figure out, uh, like pushing a cart or something. So after I did that, you go into the house and then, uh, you get this little cutscene, which I don't really want to go into because they didn't necessarily put that or reveal that in a trailer. I could just say, I think it's safe. It was just somebody who was, eh, I think it's fine. So basically it was somebody who, um, like typical zombie ish fashion got infected and, you know, killed a lot of people. Like at least I think that's so safe, but basically it was something like that where they, uh, 
somebody got infected, killed a lot of people. And then it was another area after that. And then that was it for the demo. Um, that's where at least they told me to stop or, you know, that's where it ends technically. So again, pretty much basically the trailer, uh, a lot of it was, was shown. Uh, so I think it's totally fine to talk about it now that it's officially been announced outside of people that just, <laughs> we can't have nice things and just want to spoil everything and leak all the stuff. Which is unfortunate because, man, they gave us a little video saying, hey, welcome, our ambassadors. We're trusting you very much to uh, keep this information tight or whatever. Uh, we signed NDAs and people just straight up <laughs> did not honor those. So, yeah, ah, unfortunate. But, man, it was definitely great. Definitely one of the be best days of my life for sure. Just being able to play test a game, play test and provide feedback for a game that is one of my favorites franchise series ever uh, was was wonderful, was very, very wonderful. It was a great day that day it was it was boy, man, I've been having to keep this in for like months it was killing me <laughs> especially people were talking about it especially boy the rumors too i was like i i did not want to chime in i was very neutral i was like yeah man it seems like that would be true or something <laughs> but um yeah man it was great wonderful experience man wonderful experience Ah, just felt really good to, uh, you know, provide feedback on, like I was saying, a series you do really care about. So, yeah. Um, anything else about RE8? That. No, I just I know I at least the feedback I provided was, yeah, just um, make the game more. Scary. And, I, you know, we got into a discussion about what kind of makes a game scary or or just horror in uh, horror in a, in a genre in general. And, you know, we kind of tried to dissect that, what that kind of means. Um, you know, we talked about like gore and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, we definitely saw the title, what the game is going to be called Resident Evil Village, you know, with the eight in in uh in disguise in the in the subtitle um yeah it just did not stick with me it just was weird i don't know just village didn't really resonate with me but i think in time after it's been out and then you know played it experienced it i think it'll be more solidified to um i don't know discuss you know so yeah that's pretty much my whole experience with uh RE8 playtesting it legitimately play tested the game before it was revealed to the masses and before people just wanted to leak it. And now I'm thinking like, I'm curious if it's some of the people I was with. Um, I know they had groups in various areas uh, throughout the country, but um, I'm curious, like some of the people in the room I was with, did they leak it or whatever? Uh, you never know, I guess, but <laughs> it's kind of messed up, but, um, yeah, it was so cool, man. 
So cool. As somebody who's never done anything like that before, uh, let alone one of my favorite game series, it was so cool. So, ah, finally let that out. Let that out. Feels good. Feels good. So, uh, yeah. Um, and, and also just, I guess, to talk on the game and a trailer that we saw. Uh, thank God, Chris. <laughs> I, again, I was rooting that initially after I saw it, but so thankful Chris looks good again. Didn't wasn't wasn't a fan of a uh, uh, weird looking, fugglyish, <laughs> fugliest Chris. Uh, wasn't wasn't looking that wasn't looking that good. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, which at least initially I was suspecting that maybe he's a clone. Like maybe the, the Chris, uh, I guess spoilers if this actually is true, but I, I, uh, have doubts if that, if that actually is, but because Chris looks so drastically different and non-muscular and now in uh eight, he looks totally like he does in RE six. It would make total sense that maybe Chris, this, that Chris is a clone and the actual Chris is the Chris we see in RE8 now. Um, and then throughout the story, somehow we find out how he, how he is and was, how he is a clone and what, why he is a clone. Why did he clone himself and all that? Uh, especially, you know, since they touched on it in RE6 with Ada cloning her. Uh, it would it it wouldn't be too far fetched to think that that could be a possible legitimate theory. So, especially since the trailer's out now, definitely see like all the all the RE fans doing these straight theory uh, theory trailers and uh, <laughs> deep dive theories into why Chris is a clone, um, which is cool. I'm totally down. Uh, that'd be a cool plot if it actually comes to be true, but. Instantly, I thought, uh, well, not instantly. It took a while to marinate, but I was like, yeah, maybe he is a clone. And, you know, somehow, some way, um, maybe it was unintentionally. Maybe it was by mistake. Uh, maybe it was intentional to some extent. I don't know, but it would be it would be a cool story aspect to kind of play with and <laughs> kind of uh respectfully retcon ugly fugly Chris in from RE7. I think that's probably the best way to handle it in terms of maybe uh cleaning up uh you know uh horrible design in RE from RE7 his horrible design um and at the same time giving it some story I guess resonance you know so would be cool if it fully if it does deliver on that but you know hey so after that uh yes just weird this uh new game i guess out of nowhere and uh according to some of the leaks on uh reset era it seems like the trailer came out um or the trademark for the title just recently got uh registered uh, which totally makes sense now because that actually is the name Pragmata. It's it's very ambiguous, vague, uh, 
uncertain what this game is, but <laughs> you definitely got a lot of Death Stranding vibes at first. I'm like, wait a minute, maybe this is Death Stranding DLC. But uh, it looks like it, it, it's a, some dude in a space suit, uh, at least in a trailer, he comes down. He uh, finds this girl. It looks like they're in Times Square, in New York City, uh, finds this girl. And then I guess all reality breaks loose. They're <laughs> plot twist. They're not in uh, Times Square. They're in actually in in orbit. And. I'm still confused by what I saw, actually. But then they go into space and then Pragmata. That's it. So. Not really sure what. uh, What I saw was very vague, nothing really to kind of grasp onto. No, I guess didn't seem like any technical gameplay or legitimate gameplay, but. Yeah, I need to know more, but it seems promising, at least. Uh, Hopefully it's not another deep down, which I am kind of hurt but hurt by now actually because we didn't get any damn deep down that's one of the games i made a very uh very um long long shot guess long shot bet on in terms of uh if you're a fan of uh what's the one site fantasy game critic fantasy critic games uh basically it's kind of like um I know I touched on this a while ago, but basically it is um, fantasy football, but with the games. <laughs> but it's it's kind of funny I say that now because like fantasy football is basically uh, an emulation of RPGs, which are games. So essentially, it's get, gets real meta <laughs> now that you're basically a uh, have a fantasy publisher fantasy game publisher and you have you draft various games and if you know there's a lot of things that go into play if a game actually uh does very good uh from a rating standpoint uh score uh based on how many points it is past 70 you'll get uh you win that specific amount of points whoever has the most points at the end of the year wins the, you know, team basically just for bragging rights, nothing like, Oh, we, we, we big baller right now. We, we putting a thousand in the, in the bank or whatever. So, um, actually tried to make some last minute bets, but did not actually fall through. So, ah, oh, did I actually bet for demon souls? Let me check that real quick. Cause boy, I will have hit the jackpot if so. Damn it. Oh, oh, shoot. I totally did. I totally did. Mm, Just realized that now. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I am in the money, baby. I am in the money. Hell yes. Oh, that's going to give me a lot of points. That's going to give me a lot of points. Yes. Yes. I'm back in the game. I'm back in the game. I was hurting a bit. Resident Evil 3 didn't deliver like it did, like I wanted it to. Um, Streets of Rage 4 did pretty good. 
Um, uh, hopefully, Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell comes out this year. Um, that's a huge shot in the dark, but hey, go big or go home. That's what I say. Ooh, oh, yes. Oh, man. I am very excited right now. I totally forgot. I bet I uh, I uh, totally made a shot in the dark bet for Demon Souls remake. Yes. Oh, I feel, oh man, that announcement feels so much sweeter now. Uh, sorry, I this is a total revelation I have on on uh on stream right now on live. Ah, oh, that feels so good. That's definitely aw. Oh, if that game is not a ninety at least, I will be very disappointed. It's got to be something. Yes, I mean it's it's the standard foundation of Demon Souls. But with PlayStation 5 graphics and everything, improvements, come on now. It's hard to fail that. Oh, oh, I am so elated right now. Oh, oh man. Demon Souls. So thankful I drafted you. All right. Keep dreaming. All right. That's the story. Keep dreaming. Keep dreaming. Yes. Demon Souls. So glad I made that bet. Oh my God. Oh my God. Shot in the dark, baby. Oh yes. Oh, okay. Let me, <laughs> let me compose myself. Cause boy, I had me giddy as a schoolgirl on a, on a Friday night. I don't feel like you can get something with that. What are schoolgirls giddy about? Oh, giddy about giddy as a schoolgirl. At a sleepover, I guess. I don't know. I don't, I shouldn't even know what schoolgirls like. That just would make me weird, you know. Hey, so let that pass. Thank you. <laughs> oh man. Um. So yeah. So after PlayStation Five, um, what else? After PlayStation Five. Um, or Pragmata, my bad. I'm sorry, Demon Souls. Realizing I freaking, I, I freaking bet on Demon Souls. Ugh, I am so proud. At, at probably at like, I think I only bet like a dollar to get it. Ugh, ugh, so thankful. All right, going, getting back to reality. Uh, Pragmata, I um, yeah, we definitely need to see more about that. So I don't, I'm not sure about uh about the uh status of what that's gonna be but <sighs> I guess on the on the other side of Demon Souls uh which is might actually even me out unfortunately not a uh, um which I knew uh I actually made a counter bet somebody somebody um made a pick for a Horizon Dawn sequel which fuck is uh hopefully if it doesn't come out this year I'm good, but it may probably come out this year, so I might be screwed. Cause that game is gonna be real good and that's gonna fuck me up point wise. So basically, if you make a counter pick, when you make a counter pick, you're essentially um betting that either the game doesn't release this year or is gonna do real bad. At least my theory was that the game wasn't going to come out this year. So that's at least why I made the bet against it. And, uh, yeah. So now that the game at least is announced, 
hopefully it doesn't come out this year. I don't think there was a release date, but if it does come out this year, then uh, as well as get is good, which is <laughs> very likely, uh, I will be screwed. So based off how many points it gets will be a detriment to my point percentage in terms of basically the, the reverse of how many good points you get from a good game that's on your your game list, your publishing list or whatever. So fuck. Fuck. I mean that looks like it's gonna be a launch game. And man, fuck. So I gotta damn it. Who knows? Maybe it won't come out. Maybe there's gonna be with I mean, hate to say it, but you know, coronavirus and stuff, maybe I might get lucky. Uh in the most unfortunate terms, but you know, hey, I mean, I'm just trying to win. So, you know, man, I can't believe I, I totally did. Totally did gamble on a Demon Souls remake. Yes. Oh, man, I am so happy about that. Um, oh, is that going to come out this year? Damn it. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, getting back on track. Yeah, so Horizon Dawn, good. Um, yeah, I still have to play the first one. I still haven't played the first one. I have it, but, uh, definitely plan to play that sometime soon. Um, probably after the last of us, <laughs> I forgot they got the one dude from, uh, he was in John wick. He was in quantum break. The black guy, uh, the black, at least in John wick, he was the, uh, I think, what do you call them? service desk attendant for the whole hotel. It's a term for hotel assistant. I forgot. Not bellhop. Gotta look it up. Receptionist. I guess it'd be receptionist. Administration. I guess. Okay. You know what I mean? Either way. Wanted to fact check on live instead of, you know, be very politically incorrect or whatever, you know, either way, after that, they showed horizon. Well, I guess the official title was horizon forbidden West. So there's that. Um, then, uh, yeah, after that, it was very, uh, very up in the air. I'm like, okay, uh, just the, 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 um, they were doing some weird stuff with some, some like small balls that look like dots. If they were like playing and, and mingling and, and mixing together or whatever. And then they finally, uh, revealed. Thankfully they did. Cause they were very ambiguous and vague about if they're actually going to reveal the console form factor or not. And finally they did, and they did it tenfold. They showed the console. They revealed that they're going to, there's going to be a digital version, digital only version. <laughs> so a sad version of the PS five, um, as well as like, uh, the headset, which man, now how they're considering they're really touting their, um, their, uh, 3d audio technology. I feel like that's going to be like mandatory. If you want to get the, 
full experience a PlayStation 5, a media remote, which, uh, I mean, that might seem little to y'all, but at least my implications is that it's really good now uh, since I personally use a, a Harmony remote. Uh, for those that don't know, it's basically uh, the best thing known to man, the best thing since sliced bread that lets you automatically control all your devices uh, automatically. Um, so you could just simplify everything to one command. And if you have everything set up correctly and uh, that is remote controlled, you could do a lot of cool stuff in terms of voice commands, telling your consoles to be turned on. And um, it it's for, <laughs> for somebody who's technologically advanced, it's a man, it is a, it is heaven sent dream. Um, you know, instead of having to manually have like 50 controls, uh, to control various devices, which technically for me, I would have, but just having everything simplified to one damn remote, which I wish I had not on me right now, but is great. Just telling, saying one command to do something in particular you want. So let's say I have far four or five devices. I want to just play a particular console. I just tell, say, tell my Alexa to turn on something. It'll automatically turn on all the chain of devices and just be able to play. Not try to remember like, uh, is this input four? Okay. So from input four, I got to go to input one and I have to chain those together. And then I would need to make sure this other uh, devices on the, this particular input because I honestly do have that set up where it's very complicated. Anybody who doesn't know is not going to know how to set it up. It's going to fuck something up. So it is great, man. Ugh. Well, yeah, very good to see because PS4 is a pain in the ass to, to control via uh, Harmony. Uh, it seems to do some, have some dumb philosophy about not letting a console get controlled via remote control commands or something like that. I don't know, but uh, it seems like considering it has a remote, it might be more lenient now and letting you be able to control it how you want. So it's a good thing. Great thing. Wonderful thing. So, um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, they showed, uh, I guess a dedicated charging stand, which is cool. Um, it holds two controllers, so kind of akin to the older, or at least the third party one. So that's good. Uh, then they have the camera, which looks very similar to the original PS4 camera, but it has, uh, I guess, a white bracket on it to accent it. And, you know, going back to the PSVR thing, it definitely seems like the PSVR is going to look be right at home with the design factor because it has that same white with black accent of, I guess, motif going on too. So that's cool. All in all, like seeing it together because it was very jarring just seeing the console, but now seeing it together with, I mean, seeing the controller, but now seeing it together with the console, it definitely looks way more, way more like official sleek, sleek. I guess people maybe say futuristic, but I don't know, man. It looks good. Looks good. 
I was very skeptical initially for sure, but at least now seeing it fully fleshed out looks cool. And now I'm seeing it. Now it does actually still maintain the the V shape still that was in the prototype. You see the V is right down in the front, I guess subtly, but it's definitely there. Um, Kind of a bummer. The PS logo is not there. Would have been cool to still have that as a node somewhere. Maybe it does. Maybe it's hidden. Um, And it does look like it does uh, go vertically. I mean, horizontally as well. Still, it uh, it would definitely be weird if it was just like you can only have it um, have it um, vertically instead of horizontally. But I don't think that's the case. So. Good stuff. So yeah, definitely good, good show. Sony have to give them credit because they, they definitely showed up, had a lot of great games I wanted to play. Um, they showed out demon souls is actually real. Uh, fricking miles Morales, Spider-Man, uh, Resident Evil eight. Ah, pretty good showing they actually we finally know what the damn console looks like now thank you sony obviously the biggest i guess you know disappointment is that there is no price yet um which you know at this point you could definitely tell that um playstation is playstation and microsoft or sony and microsoft are playing chicken (laughs) the the biggest game of chicken right now as to who's gonna reveal reveal the price of their console so more than likely the other one is gonna undercut and try to you know get the upper hand so i don't know i feel like microsoft is gonna is gonna force ps5 to reveal their price and then Xbox is going to try to undercut. I really do think that's going to probably happen unless they may be waiting for July. They may be waiting for July for Xbox to do their, I guess, official um, presentation or. Yeah, I think their official presentation and then see what they're going to do after that. Uh, But yeah, I guess it could technically go either way, but hopefully Microsoft learned their lesson and not try to be bold with their price and have PlayStation just straight, straight undercut them and still again, get the advantage of, uh, price. (laughs) What would be interesting that actually I think could possibly happen is maybe history might repeat, repeat itself, but then maybe Xbox may go lower or announce that, Hey, we're actually going lower this time and then kind of undercut, um, undercut, um, PlayStation just being straight up like, Hey, actually our price is now this. And then I doubt Sony is going to try to follow suit and be like, well, now our price is this or whatever. I don't know. Definitely a lot of, uh, possibilities for sure though for sure for sure um but yeah overall definitely very satisfied with ps5 we finally got a lot of details we wanted to know outside of the price but i mean hey at least it's something for us to latch on to 
or um yeah just get a graph going so good stuff good stuff yeah it looks really good though i have to admit looks pretty good looks very bold very unique does look like something that stands out which i think that's definitely all you want from a console um now in retrospect now knowing what both consoles look like definitely i have to say ps5 does look better just from an overall design standpoint i do like xbox's like kind of sleek minimalistic design too i guess it all comes down to preference essentially but of the two i'd say i do kind of gravitate to playstation 5 more just from a general gut reaction perspective but nice this is next gen we're officially in the next gen guys get ready for it um yeah boy that price though we need to know that sometime soon i mean <laughs> people need to start making uh making uh making <laughs> making loans investments and uh <laughs> get uh sugar mama sugar daddies before uh <laughs> all this all this goes down you know considering ongoing joke at least on twitter that um that uh <laughs> gotta gotta find me a sugar mama sugar daddy in order to get me a ps5 because uh i doubt it's gonna be cheap um my prediction at least is probably 500 at the minimum and considering a ps5 has different different uh ranges it might either be 500 or maybe maybe 500 for the digital edition and maybe 600 for the disc edition um or something like that maybe probably the same same format with xbox series x2 where they might have the same suit especially them already having one already in terms of you know the sad from previous gen. So I think that's what we're seeing. I think we're probably going to get some options where, you know, maybe various hard drive tiers are uh, different uh, and, you know, depending on the size uh, will be more expensive. So going to have to go need to start looking for them, uh, looking for them sugar moms and sugar daddies. So <laughs> they need to let us know. Need to let us know. <laughs> uh, it's funny seeing that going around. <laughs> I'm just trying to get a PS5, though. I'll do anything. I'll do anything. Oh, man. I think because we went totally in on PS5 coverage, I guess we might, uh, I might have to cut some stuff just to make time. Yeah, at least first, uh, Ryota Suzuki, uh, the designer on Devil May Cry and Dragon's Dogma, uh, joined Square Enix as battle director of a new AAA title. So that was one thing I guess we didn't see Final Fantasy 16. I know a lot of people were suspecting that, but uh, I guess it's probably a safe bet that he's probably working on that. Um, maybe some consultation on 
Resident Evil, not Resident Evil, but a uh, Final Fantasy remake two to some extent, maybe. But uh, it's probably safe to say he's working on Final Fantasy sixteen. I think that's what a lot of other people are rumoring as well. So pretty cool though. Uh, then next, uh, Destiny two. I said before all this happened, uh, is set to be um coming to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, and I think will be one of the first cross-platform, cross-generation games. So PlayStation 4 can play with PlayStation 5 and Series X and you know, uh pretty much everybody else all together. So they said it'll run 4K 60 FPS on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X as well. So it's funny because I've been holding out on Destiny 2, uh, at least initially was because of my sour taste with the first one. Like I put a decent amount of time into it, but I don't know. It felt too RPG-ish for me for a shooter. I think I wasn't really a fan of those two genres clashing together. Didn't feel right. I guess maybe I just didn't like the continual grind, even though I kind of do that with Call of Duty, but it, I think it's, it's does a better job at masking it than this game does. But yeah. And I think also they're announcing a whole new campaign. Um, and apparently it's going to be, expansions plan for 2021 and 2022 as well. So yeah, they're not letting this go, which is good. I guess this is technically the vision they wanted for the original destiny, but you know, with uh, Activision <laughs> grasping their <laughs> yanking the chain every now and then it seems like uh, it was harder and harder for them to, to do that. But now that they're solely by themselves independent, I think they definitely are doing a lot of stuff they actually wanted to do, but we're restricted in some way or another, which is pretty cool. And actually, I think more so giving me a uh, kind of a justification to start getting into destiny. And I think now too to kind of at least compare what destiny on PS4 or the previous previous gen consoles will look like on next gen um, will actually be pretty beneficial too. So sometime soon, I probably might get into destiny. It's kind of weird to say out loud, but I think I might. I think I might. Yeah. Uh, then also, Persona 3 and Persona 4 Golden actually appeared on SteamDB, which is basically the site that actually logs uh, Steam additions to the Steam library. So it basically tells you, like, hey, if a particular game is added or some change would basically indicate some particular change that is coming uh, to steam in one way or another for a particular game or not, uh, which in this case, it seems pretty likely persona three and persona four golden are actually coming to steam according to that. So makes a lot of sense. I know a lot of people love persona. I've yet to get into it. I got five Royale, uh, but uh, just, just daunting at how large that game is. It's been intimidating me to start it. So who knows? But uh, I'm definitely interested. So, yeah. Pretty cool. Um, but yeah, just uh, do had to do a rapid fire there uh, since <laughs> this whole PS5 event, legitimately so, 
uh, took up most of the episode and I am pressed for time. Um, let's dive real quickly into what I've been playing. Um, that modern warfare keeps going. Uh, the new season came out, I think technically last night, I haven't got a chance to play it, it since then play a little multiplayer with my roommate, but outside of that, that was pretty much it. I think, yeah, I played a little bit of Warzone and co-op, um, which is pretty good. Actually been <laughs> finally getting into Animal Crossing. I have to say, I understand the loop. I understand the addiction because I can see components of it. Uh, so I currently progress wise, I've uh, indebted myself to uh, Tom Nook. So I have a house now. So now I'm trying to, you know, um, get a better concept and try to get a better handle on the loop. I know it's generally beneficial to visit the game during particular times of day as well, which I've been trying to do uh, when I can. But um, I'm digging it. I definitely it definitely feels like the game you kind of come to and then, you know, come back eventually and stuff like that. So, um, yeah been thoroughly enjoying it um i think what am i trying to do now i'm trying to give i'm trying to give uh the damn <laughs> sound like a like a stereotypical black man trying to give this damn uh owl some uh some of my damn relics and bugs and stuff so he can build build a museum you sound to sound totally weird if this is coming to somebody else <laughs> trying to get this damn this damn bugs to get this damn a museum built or whatever. <laughs> sound like straight ignorant ignorant black man, but I digress. Also finally got around to uh beating near automata. Well, I guess depends on how you interpret beat, but I technically beat the game. But the catch is there's like freaking 26 endings to this game, which I don't even know if I'm ever going to get get to doing legitimately more than likely will um, uh, play a few endings and then probably just watch the other ones on YouTube. Uh, we'll see. But um, yeah, at least playing the game initially, I think it was like 15 ish hours um, beat that. And then now I'm doing my second playthrough, which it definitely, at least from what I played, it seems way more drastically different, drastically different than um, uh, at least the original game. Cause I know that was one of the gripes I had with the original near was that it didn't feel like it strayed too far from it didn't feel like it strayed too far with each subsequent playthrough where it didn't feel like it only feel like very particular parts in the campaign that were different, but not enough to really warrant playing the game repeatedly, if that makes sense. But at least the impression I'm starting to get from this game is that at least each playthrough is drastically different enough where it does legitimize or validate you actually playing the game multiple times where you see some new different perspectives and angles of the story, which I am definitely getting from at least my second playthrough. I'm not sure how much that still remains with each one, uh, how drastically different each one will be, but I think at least I'll give it 
three playthroughs, I'm guessing, to get a better concept of how it is. <clears throat> and then from there, uh, see how I feel about it. If I want to keep playing it or if I just want to just, you know, be good. Like I got the concept and then maybe just spoil myself on some of that. But it's like, I don't know, that FOMO, that FOMO is a powerful thing, but we'll see. We'll see. And then also been playing Streets Race 4 again because <laughs> that game is great. Ugh. I have to say it's probably the best Streets of Rage ever, to, to be honest. Like right behind, uh, right after, uh, right behind, no. Yeah, right after 2. I have to say, man, because I am playing the hell out of it. Just the whole aspect of juggling and combos just really makes the game fresh each time you play because it's just that element of randomness and just uh, things that you didn't know that you could do that I'm, I still find myself discovering particular aspects in the game that I didn't know I could do, which is awesome. So I do find myself still playing it now. I'm playing the PS4 version to try and unlock to all the characters at least. That's at least kind of my sub completion objective i know i've pretty much unlocked all the one characters and two characters now i'm on three i think that locked blazing uh axel streets of rage three so now i'm pretty much working on locking everybody else so been having a wonderful time with that actually um that game is great man i'm so glad streets of rage is 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 definitely the quintessential beat em up of modern day beat em ups, I say. If if this is just the perfect way to do a beat em up, man, just combos, juggling, ugh, cannot stress how great that game is. Definitely, it's starting to shape up to really be my game of the year, honestly. So then, uh, that's at least pretty much all I've been doing gaming wise. So uh, at least outside of gaming, uh. On Netflix, been watching this show, uh, Black AF or Black Black is, um, which has been great actually. Uh, so basically, just to give you a general gist, the story is based on the writer for uh, Blackish, I think Blackish, Mixish, and Youngish. I think that those are the all the shows under the Ish umbrella. And I think he's wrote a lot of other older stuff too. Like I think some movies and stuff like that. So I think he's, I believe he's a generally renowned, renowned uh, writer um, in the media, but I guess now he's taking an acting role and this is kind of, I think uh, a, it feels like a mix between blackish, at least some of the episodes I've seen and the fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I think that's probably the best way to describe it. So basically it, goes around the plot of him, uh, you know, being a writer and dealing with his family and basically having a privileged life as a black person, which I think is always a interesting dynamic to kind of explore and talk about, which, uh, I've, I've actually been enjoying, uh, you know, just being a privileged and black <laughs> versus, you know, other stereotypes of black people, which is, I think is one aspect. Yeah. You don't really see a lot outside of, I guess, you know, famous people, but kind of this guy is not necessarily famous, 
but he does know famous people, but he still can maintain kind of a privacy to some extent. That's at least the, at least the vibe I got from the show. But um, yeah, so it does definitely uh, do a lot about commentary and just um, particular aspects that you would assume happens uh, for people that are, you know, very privileged, rich, uh, rich, blessed people and how they deal with, you know, traditional day to day life, uh, you know, trials and tribulations, uh, you know, kids being spoiled and stuff like that, which, uh, I've been enjoying. So definitely actually recommend it for, you know, all walks of life, not just black people. It, uh, definitely is great for this, this type of media to kind of educate black people. I mean, non-black people, um, <laughs> uh, what, to, what to do and what not to do, uh, what's okay. And what's not okay. So definitely recommend it for all walks of life for sure. Um, outside of that, that's been it, uh, for me. I think that'll conclude episode 59 of switches sites. Uh, forgot to say today's date, January. No, it's not January. <laughs> what? June 11th. 2020. Um, so yeah, if you, uh, enjoyed this show, um, feel free to like rate, subscribe on your particular podcasting platforms. Uh, if you maybe just watch this on VOD or Twitch, you can also follow me, uh, or watch this show on uh Twitch TV slash a switch where I do stream this show every Thursday, at least for now at roughly four, five ish PM. Um, can also catch the show on youtube.com slash a switch for the people that maybe just don't follow podcasts and maybe just like to listen via YouTube. I got you. Okay. Um, what else? Any questions you like to submit to the show or corrections, feel free to submit them at uh, YouTube, not YouTube, but Twitch TV, not Twitch TV, but <laughs> a switch TV at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah. I said that right. I had to, had to fact check that in my head real quick. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I do all the housekeeping. I think I did. Um, yeah, man pretty great week. Uh, technically I guess the, what would have been the end of E3 if that was a thing, who knows what the status of E3 is going to be now that we've kind of been accustomed to this, uh, VOD, um, live video format type deal. So, uh, who knows, but man, we officially are at least, uh, pre next gen now, or at least what six, five, six months away from next gen, a new experience in gaming. Uh, it's great, man. It's great. Now that we have something to fathom and actually grasp now is, uh, it's pretty cool, man. I have to say, um, definitely going to miss our current generation. All of our games that we are playing now, um, still have a lot of games. <laughs> it's probably going to be some games. I'm just going to miss completely, but Hey, Hopefully, depending on how 
backwards compatibility works for last gen. I know Xbox we good, but not so sure about PS5. Who knows? Um yeah, guys. Um oh yeah, you can also catch me uh tweet a lot of this stuff I'm talking about too for you know people that want truncated stuff. Uh people that don't like to read. I don't well, I guess that's it's a lot of Twitter. You do read read still. Maybe not as as uh obliviously on Twitter, but you get what I'm saying. Uh you can also follow me on <laughs> Twitter at uh at a switch where I do uh tweet uh video game related stuff with occasional booties that I you know I like but I don't want to show I wish Twitter does fix that because I don't want people seeing everything I like all right like damn let me just like stuff and like it just be like Instagram where you just like stuff and you know people's People aren't inundated with like booties and, you know, very um, attractive people that you may like, you know, like don't want to inundate people with that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Sorry. I'm just, just went on a total rant, but you know, I'm just saying, okay. Twitter. I know you listening to me because I'm, you already know. All right, Twitter. I know you watch everything. So stop it. Twitter, stop it. Just telling you right now. But I digress. <laughs> um, also, Black Lives Matter, okay? Just because we all inundated with this PS5 news, don't think we forgot, all right? A dude, innocent black man was killed, all right? Based on police brutality, all right? Black Lives Matter. Also, don't cough. <laughs> Get your game on. Oh yeah. Nobody's safe.